Welcome back, everyone. Did you miss hearing my voice? I know I miss talking to you folks. After a short summer hiatus, the Student Voice Podcast is back for its second season, and I, Alexandra Holik, am back to be your student editor on the Ukrainian Canadian Students Union's or SUSK's Board of Directors for the 2021 to 2022 academic year. I have a lot of interesting ideas and topics I want to tackle this year, so I'm hoping you'll come along on this audio journey over the next few months. Student Voice, Holo Studenta, Voix d'Etudiant, a podcast presented by SUSC. A lot has happened since you and I last spoke. We had our annual Congress in August, the second one to take place online. We elected a new president, Danya Pankyev, who will be joining us on our show today. And we even elected an all-female board of directors for the next year. Well, almost. We can't forget about Roman Grod, who will be staying on the board as our past president. We also created a new position known as the Equity, Inclusion, and Diversity Officer, and we look forward to working with Michaela Yarmel matusiak on various initiatives and projects throughout the year. And now we're looking ahead to planning in-person events. That's right, in-person events in the next few months, as well as our annual Congress. I think that sums up the past few months nicely, and we've all started to settle into our roles and into the new school year. As I mentioned, one of our guests in today's episode is our newly elected president, Danya Pankyev. Danya served on the board for one year prior to running for president, but her tireless efforts in her role as internal director definitely set her up for success. Привіт, Даню, і дякую за нагоду поговорити з тобою сьогодні. Перш за все, вітаю тебе, новообрану президента Суску. Дякую дуже, Олександро. Наші глядачі, напевно, знають про СУСК, але якщо хтось ніколи не чув про цю організацію, як би ти познайомила наших глядачів зі СУСКом? СУСК – це Союз українського студентства в Канаді. Мета СУСКу є, щоб зберегти українську мову, відстоювати українських наук і усвідомлити українську культуру. СУСК також заохочує та допомагає студентам, щоб приєднатися до українських університетських клубів. Угу. СУСК бере активний участь у соціальних розділах, які були найвідданішими через минулого року. Початку шкільного року члени СУСКу брали участь у освідомлення Голодомору. Також СУСК був дуже активним у поширення кампанії про російську агресію в Україні. СУСК створив політику про різноманітність та інклюзію в українських людей цього року також. Mm-hmm. So now, looking at you in particular as the new president of СУСК, what was your previous role within СУСК and why did you decide to run for president? So my previous role on the SUSC board directors was internal relations director, and that role really entails looking at our USOs, which are our U- university student organizations or Ukrainian student organizations, and seeing how are they currently doing. Are they very active in our Ukrainian community across Canada? Are they maybe fallen inactive over the past year? And if so, is there a way that us as SUSC, can we reach out? Can we help revive them, give them that leg up? 
and also looking at areas of Canada that don't have Ukrainian student organizations. And such areas are the East Coast. We really only go to Quebec. And so are there ways that we can start new clubs out there and get our youth engaged? So that's really what internal relations director does. Um, with regards to running for president, I really was looking at SUSC this year and thinking, this is such an amazing organization. There's so many things outside of my role that I currently have. And how can I really get more involved? I'm already on the board, but how can I take a step further and really get more involved? And the, the role of president, there was a turnover happening in the upcoming year. And I thought, can I see myself in this position? And I took a few months. I, I started thinking about this in the early 2021. And as I looked into it more and thought more about it, I really thought that that's something that I, I want to do and continue to grow SUSC and, and I saw that opportunity. And so I decided to run at this Congress uh, for the, the role of president. Well, that sounds great. And congratulations once again on your position. Thank you very much. What are some goals you hope to achieve or initiatives you hope to start this year? Yeah, that's a great question. So. Um, my main priority is to get our member Ukrainian student organizations more involved. And this kind of stems from my background as internal relations director. But I believe that SUSC does a lot of great work. And a lot of this work does also go unnoticed. And so I really want to work towards changing that this year. And our member Ukrainian student organizations are very strong across Canada, and they are very active within their communities and their schools. But I want to give them more of an opportunity so that these students can gain more leadership skills and continue to share their love for the Ukrainian culture at the same time. Будь ласка, розкажи нам про другий віртуальний конгрес СУСКУ. Як цей конгрес відрізнявся від минулого року? Цього року, тому що мали більше часу приготуватися, ми мали нагоду запросити різних доповідачів, які говорили на теми про жінки в керівництві, and what were some of the events and highlights of this year's Congress? So some of the highlights that I want to touch upon about this Congress was we introduced our new inclusion and diversity policy, and I'd really like to thank um, our policy committee that worked endlessly this year on creating that document that you will soon be able to find um, available to everyone. This was something that um, is new to SUSC this year and has also given us the opportunity to develop a new position, which is the Inclusion and Diversity Officer. Um, additionally, uh, this year, we also um, were able to host a networking night at our Congress. And because we, our project director, was able to form a new initiative called SUS Connect, where community professionals are able to connect with our member USOs. Um, we were able to host some highlight professionals at our Congress and have them meet and network with our delegates. We also held some live sessions and workshops. And our two sessions that we held were Women in Leadership, The Future of Ukraine was our second session. and. We also held a workshop, which we learned about truth, reconciliation, and Ukrainians, which was very interesting and great to have live speakers at our Congress this year, although it was virtual. We also were able to spend some, some time refining our resolutions, which is great to see and continue for our mandate and keeping up our mandate for SUSC for the upcoming year. For sure. С кем ти будеш працювати цього року, щоб здійснити ціль СУСКУ? 
Я дуже рада привітати нову раду директорів. Приємно буде працювати зі студентами цієї цілої країни цього року. Дякуємо Роману Гроду за його успішне проведення ролі президента протягом минулих двох років. І що тебе найбільше хвилює в цьому році? Мабуть, це всіх хвилює, але непевненість пандемії напевно далі буде змінювати, як СУС оперує і як Конгрес переведеться наступного року. Угу. І як українські студенти в Канаді можуть долучитися зі СУСКом, навіть коли ми вчимося у віртуальному режимі? Найлегшим способом приєднатися до СУСКу – це через студентський клуб при університеті. Але для тих, що може більше зацікавлені, маємо три позиції на раді директорів. Це є Vice President East, Secretary and Diversity and Inclusion Officer. Якщо зацікавлені, можете мені написати info.atsusk.ca. Дякую і долучіться до СУСКу. Супер! Дуже дякую, Даню, за твій час і за розмову про СУСК. Дякую, Олександра. We'll probably be hearing from Danya again on the Student Voice podcast very soon. Now, during season one, this is where we'd usually wrap up the show and I'd do a nice send-off to the next episode. However, one of my goals as student editor this year is to also highlight some of our Ukrainian student organizations, or USOs, in an effort to not only make the connection between these clubs, but also make the connection between these clubs and our listeners from across the country. Since Sulsk oversees more than 20 clubs across Canada, we'll be featuring at least two clubs every month. First up, we have the University of Alberta Ukrainian Student Society and the University of Winnipeg Ukrainian Students Association. Both of these clubs hail from Sulsk's Western Canada region, with the U of A USS being one of the largest in the country, while U Winnipeg has recently been revived by the Ukrainian students at the university. Our guests today are Kristina Strilets, U of A's VP Internal, and Marissa Fosti, U Winnipeg's president. Hello, Christina and Marissa. Thank you so much for joining me today. Yeah, thank you for having us. Um, So I gave our audience a brief introduction to the two of you and the clubs you come from, but would you be willing to tell us a little bit more about yourselves and your roles or involvement in the Ukrainian communities that you're a part of? Sure. Um, I don't, I guess I can go first if that's okay, Marissa. Okay, cool. So uh, hello, everybody. Uh, my name is Christina or Christina. I use she, her pronouns, and I am currently the VP internal for the Ukrainian Student Society at the University of Alberta. Uh, this is my first year as an executive member, but I've been a general member um, for two or three years now, since I think my second year of university. Uh, I'm a fourth year engineering physics major here, and I'm currently on a work term. And yeah, so far, I really like being on the USS exec. And then you wanted me to talk about more about some of the stuff I do in the Ukrainian community, maybe briefly? Yeah, sure. So uh, I am like involved with the Ukrainian National Federation here in Edmonton, our Edmonton branch. I'm usually, you can find me volunteering at uh, like heritage days that we have here in Edmonton at the Ukrainian Pavilion. Um, you can maybe find me at most Ukrainian functions singing with the Ukrainian music ensemble Ruta. Uh, or, yeah, you can probably find me at most Ukrainian events like performing or something. 
I also uh, play my violin with Chaika, which is like the Ukrainian orchestra we have here. So really involved, really like to be involved. I've worked for like multiple Ukrainian organizations like um, UCC. So yeah, it's been a good time. That's a little bit about me. Yeah, that's great to hear, Marissa. Yeah, so uh, similar to Christina, I really enjoy um, being involved in the Ukrainian community. Uh, but first, I guess I can introduce myself. So my name is Marissa Fosti, and I am currently reviving the uh, Ukrainian Students Club at the University of Winnipeg here in Manitoba. And I've been involved with the club ever since my first year of university, I guess three or four years ago now. Um, but we kind of hit a standstill during COVID and we kind of didn't hold any events or we weren't an official uh, club at that time. Um, but I always kind of tried to stay involved as, as, as involved as possible, um, just kind of keeping tabs on the social media and things like that. And finally, once we got word that they were going to attempt um, in-person classes at the University of Winnipeg, we thought, you know what, this would be a great time to revive it. So we're currently in the process of doing so. Um, I guess a little bit more about me. I'm also very active um, like I said, in our Ukrainian community here in Winnipeg, and I am a member of Plast Ukrainian Youth Association, and I have been for a very, very long time, and I am actually the Hnizdova here in Winnipeg, which is kind of just the head counselor for the young group of scouts, and I have been, I guess, for the last couple of years, and I hope to plan a camp for the first time in two years this July, so you can also find me dancing and, and unofficially singing at every Ukrainian event here in Winnipeg. <laughs> Well, that's really great to hear. Even though we're all part of our own different Ukrainian hromadas, wherever we're from, it feels like we're all interconnected just based on the different organizations we're a part of. Speaking of organizations, I'd love to hear more about your Ukrainian student organizations at the University of Alberta and the University of Winnipeg. Christina, if you'd like to go first, I'm interested to finding out how the U of A USS grew to around 100 members, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, so you're right. It's roughly 100 active members we have right now. And um, I think the main change that kind of helped prompt that growth here at the U of A USS is that uh, last year, um, the U of A was fully online for fall and winter 2020-2021 terms. So usually we have a $10 membership fee that gets you a discount to some places in Edmonton. Uh, but last year, it was kind of an executive decision that we will be like, with like we won't be doing the card membership fee just because it's not worth it if most of us like aren't going to be doing anything in person for a whole year. So we think that that uh, like cost barrier really helped grow our club. And beyond that, you know, prior to um, COVID, because, you know, we've had quite a few members prior to COVID, just a lot of promotions at various like campus events and stuff. So really helped grow our community as well as the kind of big um, like active Ukrainian community we have here in Edmonton has also definitely helped. So yeah, that we, we do think that the membership fee last fall kind of helped really grow our membership. That's when we saw like a really big tick. So now we're really excited to get everyone more involved. Mm-hmm. I actually know quite a few Ukrainian students at the U of A, and I know that they love being a part of the club. Um, Marissa, I know that you helped revive the Ukrainian Students Association at U Winnipeg. And what is that process like? And what made you decide to take that on? 
Uh, you know what? I would say the process is pretty uh, was pretty slow moving. I know that as soon as um, COVID began and our club kind of uh, took a little bit of a hiatus, I knew that I wanted to be involved somehow, um, but just knew that it kind of wasn't the right time. And so initially um, during COVID, we kind of just decided to not move anything forward and just kind of keep everything um, in the status that it had found once everything went online. Um, and it was kind of just too, uh, we, we decided that because we, we knew it would, be, it would be too difficult just to navigate through club memberships and signing people up, I think, while everything was remote. And because we couldn't really bounce off of anything because the club had kind of been in such a hiatus, we didn't want to kind of start something from nothing. And we wanted to wait until we could kind of get a little bit of momentum. Um, so this past summer, uh, once we kind of got the... Uh, got the go ahead that we would begin a hybrid learning status in the fall. So both online and in person at uh, Winnipeg, uh, we decided, you know what, this is the little bit of momentum that we needed to get started and why not start um, enrollment for the year. So we kind of just put out a feeler and we got a great reaction, um, even though it is a smaller group. Um, so we got a great reaction starting this school year. And I guess the reason I wanted to take it on was because I just knew that I always wanted to be involved um, in any capacity. And because we all uh, are a smaller USO, um, I knew that kind of uh, someone who was involved before we started the hiatus kind of had to be the one to bring it back. Otherwise, it may take a little longer or I might be graduated by the time that happens. Um, and this is my second last year. So I figured this is the best time I can kind of get it started and then slowly kind of phase out. So yeah, well, I'm sure that students at UNIPEG are happy to find that community on campus. Now, it's no question, as both of you have mentioned, that the pandemic cast a shadow over most of our USOs, especially when it came to in-person events and just general on-campus initiatives. I'm interested to hear how your clubs in particular adapted to the challenges of the pandemic um, and if there were any moments that you found yourselves stumped. Yeah. Um... I guess I can speak on what we did at the USS. So uh, I'm just, yeah, U of A, USS or USO, yeah. <laughs> so uh, over the pandemic, so we knew that classes would be fully online for both semesters, I think roughly in June of 2020. So keeping that in mind, it was kind of understood and with everything happening, that kind of online events are a thing that can happen and can be successful. So we kind of had that goal in mind that just because um, everything is remote and we can't do anything, we still thought it was really important for us to do any sort of like online events just to continue to reach out to our communities and continue to reaching out to our members just so that they know that like USS is still here, USS is still alive. Uh, you know, our newsletters were definitely like maybe something that were read definitely more over the pandemic than maybe in regular times, but it was definitely a challenge. We did stuff like um, we had to like think about what events we could do. So obviously um, some events like, you know, we always prefer in-person events, but uh, some events you can't really do online too well. So we had to adapt and think about what we could do. So we had some of executive members' parents do like cooking, Ukrainian cooking classes. And these were really popular, not only with Ukrainian students, but with the general U of A kind of community. So we had a lot of like faculty and staff who really liked these sort of sessions. So we did like a, a holotsi making session. And I think there was a Kurohe making session. And then we also did a Pisanka workshop where um, if you were in Edmonton, we shipped you out Pisanka kits. And that was something that was also we were able to engage 
not only um, Ukrainian community, but also really outside of the Ukrainian community. That event was a really great success and really, really got to engage everyone with the Ukrainian culture. So uh, despite everything being online and kind of thinking like what we have to do, we knew we had to continue doing things to let people know that our club was alive and well and was still there to provide a sense of community for our students and for the general U of A population that was interested in engaging with Ukrainian culture. So it's kind of what we did. That's great to hear. And I know, Marissa, you, Winnipeg, kind of died off because of the pandemic. But I wondered uh, just about like how that sort of happened and um, how you kind of increased that engagement, brought people back in. Yeah, so I guess um, we initially kind of entered like a little, like I mentioned before, hi- hiatus during um, COVID just because there was so much going on that kind of hit everybody all at once. And I think the actual, the past president had graduated from school. So it was kind of just like a little bit of a transition period that got lost in, um, during COVID. Um, but I, I think that kind of the get-go that's um, we're getting to now has kind of just uh, gathered people because of the antsiness to return to kind of a semi-normal position in school and in cultural communities. And so I think that um, we decided um, not to start it during COVID just because of the safety and the logistics that would have to go into everything. And even though we would be online, like I had mentioned before, we just thought we, we didn't have enough momentum to get people involved. And so now that we know that we kind of have enough that we don't need to backtrack and we have that commitment from people, um, we can kind of get started. And I guess in terms of um, like feeling stumped or like not feeling motivated at the time, I think it's going to be really helpful to use other USOs like the one at U of A as an example. Um, Obviously, you guys have a a huge population there, but you uh, created great events in a time where it was very difficult to do so. So I think if anything, that can be perfect inspiration for us now um, with our smaller group of people that we can still do stuff. And um, U of A did it online. So we can still do stuff with kind of the small but mighty troop that we have. Mm -hmm. And on that note, looking toward this upcoming academic year, what are your plans for your USOs? Are in-person events in the mix or will you try to be creative in hosting more online initiatives? Uh, Yeah, so I guess um, just to start, I think um, just in our position right now and in terms of COVID restrictions here in Manitoba, um, we're aiming to host all of our club meetings online just because of the hybrid learning status at U of W. So not all of our members are currently in class at U of W, some are online. And just for the ease of everybody, um, we thought that we would just start those online. But we do want to host as many in-person activities and events as possible. Um, And we want to try to get to... Uh, about one event per month and one fundraiser per semester is kind of the plan that we've um, gone with so far. And we'll see if that, if that turns out. Yeah, that sounds great. And Christina, what's in store for the U of A? So uh, usually with the U of A USS, um, we always host like the physical workshop in the Easter. So that's always an event that happens for sure. And then kind of any additional events kind of come from our community of students and what they want to see. So we're obviously ready to do everything online if necessary, but because while we can, and obviously given the restrictions, we will be hosting, uh, we'll try to do like in-person events. So something we can't do this year, uh, because like the U of A Students Club don't allow it, is events with food. So like 
it's always fun to do like a we usually do like pierogi barbecues in the fall and the winter time which are really popular on campus but we can't do that this year which is okay but we have like other events planned like I really want to do a durak night because uh, I think it would be a fun night to learn people a pretty fun Ukrainian card game that's uh, I really enjoy and I've hosted such kind of events before and it's been really fun so we're still trying to like figure out exactly what we're going to do. Definitely the Pisnica workshop is something that happens for sure, but we're just keeping in mind what restrictions exist. And then we also want to hear more from like our, our general members about what they would like to see. And we can plan what we want as a community more collaboratively, collaboratively moving forward, which is what we always kind of strive to do. So yeah, we're always ready to do like another sort of like cooking workshop online thing, if anything, but we were, we are going to strive to do like in-person events. Something we also want to do is because the U of A has Ukrainian classes is to potentially host Ukrainian hours where students in the Ukrainian classes can come and talk to some more fluent Ukrainian speakers to practice their speaking skills. So we thought that would be like a really cool event to do. So we have some ideas, we're still working it out. And in terms of meeting, we're gonna keep them online for now. Just similarly to the University of Winnipeg, some students are doing like online classes, but yeah, it's always it's always nice, it's nice to mostly engage with uh, your members like in person. So we did have like a huge increase of members. So it'd be nice to see some of them one-on-one. -on -one. So that's what's in store for U of A USS this year. Yeah, well, those ideas sound great. And let me know what day that Durak tournament is going to happen. And I will book my plane ticket to Alberta. No problem. Um, so kind of shifting gears here. As two organizations under SUSK's umbrella, I'm interested in hearing more about if and how you plan to utilize SUSK's resources that are available to USOs. And if you have any thoughts or ideas on the communication between SUSK and its membership and even communication between USOs. Yeah, so something that we've actually been talking about um, at the at the U of W is applying for the SUSC project grant um, just to help fund our club's initiatives. I think especially because we are in a reviving stage that this would be very, very helpful to kind of get us going um, and to involve as many members as possible. Um, obviously, a very important um, SUSC concept is attending Congress. So that is something that we are really hoping we can we can make happen this year, whether it's online or in person. And we're we're actually having the SUSC president, Danya Pankyu, is coming to our first meeting uh, on October 7th. So hoping that she can kind of acquaint our USO with SUSC and what that means, uh, just because I think it would be very helpful to kind of have that direct connection. Um, this way, the members know that SUSC isn't just some kind of um, organization that exists, but doesn't really like... Um, directly affect our USO. I, I kind of want the members to understand that what we do um, is kind of in tandem with SUSC and we do it because of SUSC. Um, and we also want to start uh, communicating with the other USO in Manitoba um, at the University of Manitoba um, and maybe hold an event with them, but definitely kind of work together um, to gain traction on events and communication and get it to as many people as possible that we're kind of getting ready to rumble again in Manitoba. <laughs> yeah, for sure. That sounds great. Um, Christina? Yeah, so definitely something we want to utilize with SUSC is the grants you guys have available. So our Pisanka workshop is a pretty big and pretty expensive event. So it's always nice to have extra funding and extra support for that so we can make the event bigger just because uh, Pisanka supplies are kind of expensive. And 
in the past it was uh Pesanthas and Pascas, so we would it would be an even more expensive event because we would um teach people how to make Pascas and then we would go make Pesanthas. So that was like a really fun event we used to do. Uh, obviously like pre-COVID and everything. So it would be really nice to utilize those financial resources, especially so we can get an event that big again and then also utilize the resources we have here in Edmonton to like find a space and everything. So and then in terms of communications with um, SUSC and other USOs, I think it's really great now that there's kind of a Discord channel, which I feel like kind of breaks down barriers and gets communication faster than I would say emailing does. And then also you can find the people a bit quicker because sometimes it's not so easy to find people's emails to reach out. So I'm really glad that that exists as like a quicker form of communications. Like I use Discord for all the other student initiatives I'm a part of, and it's just a really great way to keep in contact, have multiple conversations and like really get some stuff going. So, and then obviously beyond that communication between USOs is just like checking up on each other's social medias. And like you get a lot of inspiration from looking at other USOs and what initiatives they have. So yeah, it's pretty, yeah, we're really looking forward to working with SUSC more and obviously attending Congress is a big thing. So yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, well, I'm glad to hear that you guys are well acquainted with all of SUSC's resources. Um, and you both mentioned Congress. So I was wondering if, if you had any like host cities or host USOs in mind that you maybe wanted to visit um, as part of our Congress next year, if we get to be in person. Uh, I think Ontario would be would be awesome just because of the population there. And I think the amount of USOs, it's so rich in Ontario. Um, it would be great for for Manitoba to kind of be exposed to that. Definitely. But anywhere is awesome. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess on our end, I also agree Ontario would be pretty cool. But um, the U of A USO has also submitted our stake to have the conference held in person here. So we think it'd be really great if you guys could come here because I feel like um, the Western Canadian Ukrainian community is really big and booming, uh, but maybe it's not as well known to maybe Ukrainians in Eastern Canada. So I think it'd be really great for you guys to come here because like we have like multiple dance groups, multiple Ukrainian halls, multiple Ukrainian organizations here. So we have a really vibrant community that we would love to have you all welcome and enjoy. So, yeah, but I think any city would be really nice if it was in person, just to see everyone in person. And, you know, that face-to-face -face connection is sometimes like really valuable. So. Mm -hmm. And have you guys had a chance to go to an in-person Congress? Like this is only my third year of university and I've only did my second Congress. So both have been online so far. Uh, I actually attended the, I guess, the last Congress before uh, COVID happened in Winnipeg. So I guess, I think that was 2019. Um, and it was really great seeing, finally getting my friends from Ontario and elsewhere to travel to Winnipeg because nothing else really grabs them here. Yeah, well, that's great to hear. I'm excited. Hopefully we get to be in person for sure. Um, okay, so I've also only been to online uh, Congresses. I don't know if people are going to see the video. I was shaking my head, so... Uh, unfortunately, no, but I think it would be really cool. So, Yeah, for sure. Looking forward to it. Um, so despite your clubs being a whole province apart, there are still some similarities between your organizations. Christina, do you have any words of wisdom for Marissa in order to keep you Winnipeg thriving? Yeah, so I think the most important thing about a club, a university club, especially a Ukrainian student organization, is that it's supposed to exist as a place of community for students. 
And I think it's really important to keep all your members actively engaged in like event planning and event attending and stuff, just to actively be engaging with your members, let them know that they're involved, that there's something to go to, just to build that sense of community, I think is really important to have. And yeah, that's kind of like the, the main advice is try to get as many people involved because then more people care and it's better for the longevity of your club. And then beyond that, don't be afraid to like, um, you know, promote all your events to everyone on campus. So we do that a lot. We make sure all of our events could be attended by someone who doesn't know anything about Ukrainian or Ukrainian culture because our club is also supposed to exist as an opportunity to learn and engage with our rich and really nice culture. And that's something that's been very successful with our both like cooking nights and Pisanko workshops and stuff. So not being afraid to reaching out because you can get some really good connections from people who are, aren't in the Ukrainian community and it can really help like grow your club's like presence and stuff on campus, which I think is really good to have. So those are my words of wisdom. That's great. Thank you, Kristina. Yeah, I'm going to note that down for my USO too. And Marissa, as someone who has had to revive a club in the midst of a pandemic, do you have any tips for grabbing the attention of young students? I'm sure the U of A could use some more folks since they clearly don't have enough. And I mean that sarcastically, of course. Uh, yeah, so I, I think that for us so far, being reachable has just worked the best. So being reachable to those we're trying to reach um, and then uh, new members and prospective members, just knowing that we're available and we're kind of working for them. I think that a, a huge reason that we're so adaptable to people's needs and those who are interested and those who have already committed to the group is because we are such a small USO here. Um, we are able to tailored directly towards groups, uh, group members and kind of their needs and their interests. Um, I think possibly an idea that I kind of thought of was creating cohorts for you guys in U of A, just because I know your group is so large, which is awesome, um, but kind of just engaging people in a certain age group. So if you wanted to kind of have a first year event and then a second year event or something like that, and then at the end of the night, the two uh, years can join together um, almost to kind of get to know people in a smaller um, event than all together, just because I think that would be a little bit um, overwhelming if over 100 people were, were joined together. And this would just create kind of closer connections to one another. Although I'm sure you guys are doing great with that because people keep coming back. So I really appreciate the advice. Yeah, we're planning on, uh, I'm currently working on getting a Discord server set up for our club. Just because right now we know we have 100 members actively engaged in the newsletter, but I'm like, I need to meet these people. What do they look like? <laughs> um, so that's kind of the, the plan for now. But yeah, really, thanks for the, for the advice. Really appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. No problem. You guys are a great example for us. So Yeah, well, this is definitely great advice. And I'm sure a lot of our membership will also benefit from listening to it. So thank you so much for that. Um, and I really appreciate you both coming on to the Student Voice podcast today as our first guest USOs. I wish you and your clubs the best of luck this year. Thank you so much for having us. Yeah, thank you once again. Uh, getting my little Ukrainian phrases in there. Uh, yeah, thanks so much for having us. It was really great talking to you, Marissa and uh, Alexandra, right? <laughs> nice. Perfect. Thank you so much.
Now that's a wrap on our first student voice episode of the 2021 to 2022 school year, or as I like to call it, season two of Alexandra Holick as your student editor. See you in the next episode where we'll be highlighting more interesting voices and remember USOs. Goodbye, do and au revoir, until next time. <laughs>